Harper Audio presents Tales of Wonder, Adventures Chasing the Divine, an autobiography by Houston Smith, read by Michael McConaughey. Copyright 2009 by Houston Smith. Production copyright 2009 by HarperCollins Publishers. Forward. No Wasted Journeys Be not simply good, be good for something, Henry David Thoreau wrote with typical force to a new friend, Harrison Blake, who had just approached him by letter. To set about living a true life, he had declared a few paragraphs earlier, is to go on a journey to a distant country, gradually to find ourselves surrounded by new scenes and men. Thoreau's injunction was as much to the point as it was characteristic. Many people can share a certain light with us, the fruits of their explorations, and in that very transmission there is a special beauty and value. But the ones who really move us are sharing with us their lives, showing us how the principles they elucidate play out in the here and now. Aldous Huxley, lifelong experimenter, did not just write on the religions of the world. He tried as far as possible to live them. The 14th Dalai Lama has not been merely a monk sitting in a remote kingdom, offering a model of clarity and goodness to his people. He has brought the values and ideas for which he speaks right into the heart of hardcore rail politique in Washington and Beijing, into the urgency of trying to protect six million people under occupation, into the center of our mixed-up modern media circus. Long before I had ever met Houston Smith, I felt drawn to this celebrated explorer of the great traditions because of my sense that he was not just teaching, but living and acting. I went to hear him on stage and noticed how the lucidity and purity for which he spoke were also how he spoke. This was no mere scholar telling us what he read, but someone passing on, with an infectious sweetness and integrity, what he had learned traveling to India, putting himself through the rigors of Zen practice in Japan, hitchhiking across the American West to listen to Gerald Hurd, becoming the one to record Tibetan multiphonic chanting in the Himalayas. When I saw him speaking to Bill Moyers in a classic series of public television interviews about the exploration of the real and universal understanding, I realized these were far more than words. Here was the rare professor who does yogic headstands, observes the Islamic rule, regularly reads scriptures from the eight major traditions, and goes to his local church, as well, of course, as seeing that even television can be a mass means to the useful end of disseminating ideas. A little later, I was not surprised to learn that he had been a good friend of the 14th Dalai Lama for more than 40 years acknowledged twice as a teacher by the Dalai Lama in his 2005 book on science, had been the one to introduce Aldous Huxley properly to Alan Watts, had, in fact, been not just a beloved professor for half a century who did as much as anyone to bring the world into the minds of Americans, but also a tireless explorer who really did meet Eleanor Roosevelt and Martin Luther King and witnessed the founding of the United Nations and the uprising at Tiananmen Square. The first time I met him, I asked him if he had ever met Thomas Merton, and he told me the beautiful story, herein alluded to, of how he found himself in Calcutta in 1968 and went out into a garden where a man was sitting with a soft drink, as if waiting for him. 
It just happened to be the man he most wanted to meet in all the world, and who would be dead tragically within a few weeks. Some would call this characteristic luck. To me, it sounded like a kind of grace. Professor Smith has irreversibly changed and lightened and broadened the lives of millions of students and believers, and no less important non-believers, through his classic books, and those books have changed as the times have changed. He's best remembered, no doubt, for the essential introduction to the world's great traditions, the world's religions, from 1964, which brought Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam into many American lives and households long before karma and nirvana were common terms. What distinguishes that work, even today, is how it sits inside every tradition that it describes, blending the rigorous eye of the scholarly outsider with the beating heart of the initiate.